Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, not retail, but wholesale, go to RMFP.com. Right now, we are giving away 100 bucks to Optimum Golf. You can find them in Park Hill or Rhino. That $100 gift card, you can get one free lesson with my guy, Kyle, who teaches my daughter. And, boy, he does a fantastic job. Or... You can spend a couple of hours in one of their virtual bays and work on your swing. And you can play courses all over the world, which is totally fun. And also, you can get your custom-fit, custom-built clubs there as well. They also have other award-winning pros. So get on out there. Might as well do it on us. 303-831-1340. 303-831-1340. First caller, you're getting 100 bucks to Optimum Golf in Park Hill or Rhino. Time now for the lead. The lead presented by Sasquatch Casino and Blackhawk. All right. Nathaniel Hackett says he communicates all the time with his new quarterback, Russell Wilson, and he is going to design a system to fit Wilson's talents. Fortunately for Hackett, unlike Vance Joseph and Vic Fangio, Hackett has his franchise guy. In the end, it's about a quarterback. You can ask all these guys around here. You got to have a quarterback to have a chance. So, whatever it takes to get a quarterback. I mean, I don't want to say that because that would be saying something very specific. But I don't think you can ever put a uh, too high of a price on anybody. That's great. I like how he said he didn't want to be specific to answer that second part of it, the no price too high, because they didn't want to say, say something specific. Because if he did say there was no price too high on Russell Wilson, you know that Mark Rogers, yeah. Russell Wilson's agent, would be using that in the negotiation. Yeah, but I don't think he meant that. And I know you're joking. Well, when he was asked about price too high, I think the question was meant this way. Is there a price too high in terms of draft capital and picks? to get a quarterback. I think that's what he meant. Oh, not, I, not priced too high in terms of salary. Because, oh, I disagree because really? what was, what, what, well, the context, the context is how that was being brought up was in the wake of the, uh, the Tyreek Hill trade and how you have the Mahomes contract and you have the, the price tag on Hill and Devonte Adams. And maybe it's very hard to fit both in. So is there a price too high? Because if that's your metric, then the answer is yes. If you want a guy who wants 25% of your salary, that price is too high. I don't yeah. care, I don't care if it's Tom Brady in his prime. Right. That, that There is a level where you say, okay, we actually have to have other players on the team. Right. And we can't simply rely on and – and it is impossible to construct a roster full of first contract guys all the time other than the quarterback. Right. That's just not something that that is re- that is realistic. So, I mean, really, I mean, twenty five percent. I think that is certain that that is 
that 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 is the highest you you would possibly want to go and you don't really want to go to 25% you probably could be, really the most you want to go is 20% which in 2 years a potential 260 million dollar cap would mean 52 million dollars a year and that's maybe a, that's maybe a number to keep in mind for the Broncos long term planning if they can get a long-term deal with Russell Wilson for 2024 and beyond. Uh, well, I take it as, and we'll, we'll just spin another direction, I really don't think there is a price too high to, acqu- to acquire a quarterback of Russell Wilson's standing or even Aaron Rodgers. Now, fortunately, the league has protected the owners from themselves and GMs from themselves by saying, you cannot trade first-round picks for more than three consecutive drafts. Because you'd have a guy like David Tepper mortgaging his future for the next five years, right? It's uh, you know everyone's got their uh, version of the uh, the Ted Stepien rule. He was the owner of the Cleveland Cavaliers, at the NBA, back in the and back in the early '80s, made a bunch of reckless trades of draft of first round draft picks, and so the NBA literally passed a rule to kind of prevent that, and sort of and the and the three years out rule was sort of the NFL's version of that. I'll be so you cu- can't do that. I'll be curious to see about Russell Wilson and his contract negotiations. It has been widely reported that he is openly courting guys to come to Denver. He is calling guys saying, why don't you come play with me? Why don't you come play with me? I just hope this does not turn into an Aaron Rodgers situation. And what I mean by that is Greg Jennings went public. He's gotten a lot of pushback from it where Aaron Rodgers would want his money and then say to guys like Greg Jennings, well, you kind of have to take what's left. You really can't have exactly what you want because I'm the guy who's going to be making the money. And we will see, for as much as Russell Wilson is openly courting guys, is he willing to leave more than just scraps on the table for other people to want to come here? And at the end of the day, the truth is, if Russell Wilson needs to be a pig about it, and he needs to be over 20% of the salary cap for the Broncos. Um, that dream that he has of three to four more Super Bowls, I don't think is going to become a reality. Unless George Payton hits the draft on the screws every single year. And as good as the draft was last year, you can't expect that. Right. There are going to be, there are going to be some years where they miss. Russell Wilson, if he wants his legacy to be Super Bowls, we've heard all the stories about him wanting to win and being super competitive. That's the difference between, in my opinion, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. Tom Brady never had to be one of the top paid quarterbacks in the league. Never had to be that guy. Reportedly, he left 70 to 100 million on the table. And now he has a whole bunch of Super Bowl rings where he needs more than one hand. So for Russell Wilson, what is your priority? Winning Super Bowls or saying you're the highest paid quarterback in the league? We will find that out soon enough. Yep, we will. And what do you think? You think he's going to demand to be the highest paid guy? I don't know. I, 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 I really don't. I'm not going to sit here and say yes or no. I really don't know what he's going to demand. I can't, I, I, I can't really read that situation just yet. I hope he doesn't. If he does he will endear himself to his teammates more. 
Now, teammates want to see their want to see guys get paid. I understand that. The more somebody gets paid, the more you're probably going to get paid, and I get that. But don't tell me it's about Super Bowls if you have to be the highest paid quarterback in the league. Yeah. And I know the cap is going to be going up. I understand that. But you got to give your general manager the ability to construct a team around you. Look at Aaron Rodgers' team right now. Who is he going to be throwing the ball to? Well, we're going to get the ultimate test here of his, if it's all about the quarterback, right? Because if the Packers do well and Rodgers puts up big numbers, throwing to a cast of of who of who's that's, then will 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 great wide receivers ever get paid? I mean, we're getting an interesting te- case study here with Tyreek Hill going to Miami and and Devontae Adams going to Las Vegas, more so with Adams leaving Green Bay because the the, the Chiefs still have some pretty good weapons, and they did uh, have some moderate contracts to bring in Juju Smith-Schuster, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and their quality players, and they still have and they still have Travis Kelsey. If the Packers have a terrific season with the flotsam and jetsam that is left behind right now, then a lot of teams that have great quarterbacks are going to look at that and say, uh, I don't know if we need to spend on that position anymore. I don't believe you ever spend a ton of money on a wide receiver. They're a dependent, some, po- they're a dependent position. And there's some logic to that. And there's a long history of receiver. And we talk about quarterbacks in their contracts. There's a long history of, of receivers with huge contracts not being a part of world champions. Right. Tight ends, yeah. Which is in, What's interesting is there's a greater history of highly paid tight ends being a part of champions. Right. Travis Kelsey, Rob Gronkowski. Although Gronk's contract in Tampa Bay isn't what it was in New England. When, when Gronk was in New England, he was one of the highest paid tight ends in football, and, and the Patriots were successful and did win multiple titles. But that it, it's like, okay, um, if you're making decisions on uh, what to pay, the Chiefs may find out, and it would not surprise me if they do. And that's why you can't, even though I know we've, I know I've been a little bit skeptical on their chances, but we might find out that the Chiefs are just as good a team without Tyree Kill, with Patrick Mahomes throwing to Marquez Valdez Scantling and Juju Smith Schuster at a fraction of what Tyree Kill demanded. In no particular order, give me the top five receivers of all time. No particular uh, order. Jerry Rice, obviously. J- Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice. And Don, you don't Hudson. have to. You don't have to go back over fifty years. Well, no. Oh, well, I, I said Don Hudson anyway. No, don't Jerry go. Rice, don't don't go there. Don Hudson. Steve Largent. Yep. Yep. Um, Randy the, Moss. Don't go. D- please don't. I'm giving you another pick for the point of this conversation. Why? Why? Can you just play along, Mason? Seriously, do you really need to argue this point with me? Go somebody else. Fine. Calvin Johnson. There we go. Give me one Larry more. Fitzgerald. Fine. Okay. God. How many Super Bowls did those guys win with great quarterback? How many of those guys had great quarterbacks besides Jerry, Jerry Rice? Rice had a great quarterback yep. and he won Super Bowls. And the rest did not. And that's my point. And that's my point. You got to have the quarterback. I don't care how good you are as a wide receiver. Steve Largent had Jim Zorn and Dave Craig. And Steve Largent was a great wide receiver. 
But wide receivers don't win Super Bowls. Quarterbacks do, right? And what did Jerry Rice? What did Jerry Rice do when he left the 49ers? What did he win? Nothing. He won us. He did get to a Super Bowl. Didn't win it. with Rich Gannon having a league MVP year in yep. two. Right, because he did. But then they ran into your team and a suffocating defense in the Super Bowl. And also a team that uh, knew the knew the Raiders game plan because the Raiders <laughs> kept all right. their same call, checks and calls from when John Gruden was there. And right. basically it was like they were in the huddle. Right. And so so my the point of this was we could even go top 10 wide receivers of all time. How many guys have won Super Bowls? And there aren't a lot. I mean, you, yeah. well, the funny thing is Randy Moss is an, is an illustrative example. Because Moss was with the Patriots, but while he was with the Patriots, they didn't win it all. Right. But then you have guys like Danny Amendola yeah. and Wes Welker right. and Dion Branch yep. and Troy Brown and yep. David Patton, who both have who all have rings on their fingers. Right. It's not a knock on Randy Moss. He was a great wide receiver, one of the best ever. How many did mm-hmm. uh Terrell Owens, how many did he win? Uh he he! I don't. He never won any. Yeah. He got to one. He got to one right. with Donovan McNabb, and, right. and they lost. Right. And yeah. that's my point. That's my point. That's why you don't pay wide receivers like that. It's not to say they're not worth it. They don't win you titles. Right. And, and that and and that's and, and we uh, tight ends. Great tight ends may can win you titles, but not great great wide receivers. You got to have the quarterback though. Yeah. The, the other thing. I know yeah, we're running also, late. Give me give me the top five tight ends. Don't say Dave Casper. Let's not go back that far. Different era. Okay. Well, no, but he, he was Super Bowl era. John Mackey was Super Bowl era. Um, Rob Gronkowski is an all-time tight end. Yeah. Tony Tony Gonzalez did not get to a Super Bowl. Right. Shannon Sharp won three Super Bowls. Yep. You know, yep. and you know, I think why we kind of have this talk about the tight ends. The quarterbacks matter, but you know what? Even Shannon Sharp, not a great blocker, but a willing blocker. Yeah, Shannon because Sharp they, never would have won a Super Bowl with the Broncos had they not gotten Terrell Davis. No, but he, but you can't. But he did. The thing is, I you did. can when you're in your team construction, and part yeah. of it is the price of tight ends. In your team construction, if right. you're going to spend elite money on a on a pass catcher, yeah. you're better off spending on tight ends. Excellent point. No, that no, you nailed it right there because there is a cost difference. Coming right. up after the break, uh, we're going to talk about a couple of things. Remember that fire in Power Field. Well, if you're planning on sitting anywhere in the stadium this season, you're not going to. We'll discuss and what's going on with the Broncos' ownership situation. Joe Ellis talked about that. You'll hear from him next. And Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome 
afternoon drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. By the way, Mace, I was looking up Don Hudson's stats. Um, he retired in 1945, and he put up impressive numbers, certainly back then. But the point of of the conversation was guys who have to be the highest paid and I'm guessing at $10 an hour and then probably working as a plumber in the off season, he really didn't fit what I was trying to get to. Does that make sense? Is May still there? I think so. He's okay. Muted. Well, if he was, if he was going to work at something else, no. he should have been working for the Acme packing company, right? <laughs> right. They could have given him a job packing. Right. Back, yes. back back then, you didn't make salary demands. You were given about 10 bucks an hour and then go and find something to do in the offseason, no matter what trade you decide to pick. Anyway. Well, ve- well very famously, yeah. Um, you know who Jay Burwanger is, right? I don't, actually. Who is he? Okay. Uh, Jay, Jay Burwanger was at the University of Chicago, which tells you how long ago that was. They the were Staley's? relevant. The Chicago Staley's? No. Uh, the, the Maroons, oh, University God. of Chicago. Well, the, the University of Chicago, oh, yep. to this day, for academic purposes, is a Big Ten member, but not athletic. They used to be athletically. Right. Jay Berwanger had a splendid season in 1935. He was the winner of the first Heisman Trophy. Yep. It wasn't called that then. And because of that season, he was the first ever NFL draft pick in 1936. The Eagles selected him. They did not think they could meet his asking price of $1,000 per game. (laughs) And they traded his rights to George Hallis and the Chicago Bears. Mm -hmm. He wanted $15,000 from Papa Bear George Hallis. Oh, he was really tight with money. George Hallis is lying in the sand. His final offer was 13 five mm-hmm. and Jay Burwanger instead said, I'm not going to play football and took a co- job with a rubber company in Chicago and later was a sports writer and a manufacturer of plastic car parts. Wow. So there you go. Wow. <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny looking at, at Don Hudson's numbers and I don't, I don't mean to go uh-huh. sideways on this. For a guy in 1942 mm-hmm. to catch passes for over 1,200 yards, oh. to, to, to me, that sounds like Babe Ruth hitting all those home runs in one season and the rest of the league didn't match. And the thing is, that's why you ask great – on any list of yeah. greatest receivers of all time – if you don't name Don Hudson, yeah. you're doing it wrong yeah. because you made the Babe Ruth comparison. And one reason why Ruth stands a test of time is that he set records that took three to five decades to right. surpass. For example, Don Hudson's record of 99 touchdown catches stood for 40 four years yeah. after his retirement until Steve Largent broke it in 1989. And that's why you look at, at Don Hudson and because what he did set a standard that no one matched for decades, he's always going to be among those big five. And the fact that like Steve Largent then, then broke a record that lasted so long is one reason why we have that conversation of great receivers of all time. It includes Steve Largent. I mean, think about this for a second. And I love looking at these numbers. 
1942, Don Hudson caught passes for over 1,200 yards, and he mm-hmm. did it in 11 games. Yeah. <laughs> and I know, by the way, you know, by the way, just for fun, he only started four of them. <laughs> now, granted, so, that's because they probably, you know, had their opening lineup with, you know, a couple of tailbacks. Yeah, the T formation was uh, was starting to come into vogue back then. Right. But those numbers are are absolutely outrageous. Their video, their video game numbers that he put up. Back Who was his days. quarterback? I know it certainly wasn't Bart Starr, but it was another Hall of Fame quarterback for the Packers. Yeah, they, I uh, think they have uh, with with Favre, yeah, Rogers, Starr, obviously being in. Um, is Favre in? I forgot. Is he in yet? Oh uh, yeah, Far Favre's in in Favre's the Hall in. of Fame. Um, um, and then there are two other quarterbacks in Packers lore that are in the Hall of Fame as well. That, that I Two did others. not know that you didn't know that I did. I did not know that, uh, that they had, they had two other quarterbacks in there. That's interesting. I believe they do. And the only reason I know that is, is I put out on Twitter. I said mm-hmm. with Russell Wilson coming. Okay. Who has the, Arnie Herber, right? Yeah. That's one of them. There's another guy. And the reason I know this is, is because I put out on Twitter, give me a franchise that has three better quarterbacks than, Elway, Manning, and Wilson. You can argue Rodgers, Favre, and Starr. I would rather have the Broncos three than the Packers three. But then somebody brought up to me on Twitter, the Packers have two other quarterbacks in the Hall of Fame. Now, looking at the Packers website, they only have, they only list one other quarterback. Hmm. That's that's Arnie Herber. What year did he play? He played uh, from 1936 to 1940. And who was his wide receiver? Don Hudson was his primary one. Yes, he was. Yes. Okay. Um, I'll give you a dollar when you come back into town. Close your computer because I can't see you. Okay. What was Don Hudson's nickname? Uh, Something antelope. Yeah, halfway there. I'll give you 50 cents. The Alabama antelope. Okay. <laughs> and what what did I got ever, the animal, right? You I did? didn't get the state. Yeah. And here's something that a lot of people don't know about Carl Mecklenburg. What does everybody refer to him as with his nickname? Uh the snow goose. Well, I thought it was wasn't it something else? I sure. He had a couple of he had a couple of nicknames. Like the, al- the one- albino rhino or something. Yeah, some, albino rhino. I I always I I I always the one I remember reading about when I was a kid reading right. Sports Illustrated right. was the snow goose, and they literally had a picture of him with a goose. Right. Well, it's funny because we had Carl on the show, and I referred to him as the snow goose, and he yeah. started to laugh because that's what he was called in college. He wasn't yeah. called that in the pros. Well, he went to the University of Minnesota. Correct. And so uh, that kind of makes a lot that that makes a lot of sense. Right. All right. Coming up after the break, what is going on with the Broncos ownership situation? Where the, will there be a new owner? Will there be a new owner before the start of the season? Joe Ellis talked about that. You'll hear about it next. Out in the street, hand in tickets I've Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Let me stand next to your fire. Hey, 
Welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I've got to tell you about a great place you need to check out in Westminster. It's in the Orchard Town Center. It's called Windfall Brewing Company. And this place is outstanding on so many different levels. For starters, it's a brewing company. They have 17 craft brews on tap. I've tried a couple, and they're both really, really good, the two that I tried. With that, they have a brand new executive chef. He used to be the sous chef at Shanahan, so you know he's really good. And he makes a terrific hand-butchered ribeye with a Cabernet mushroom demi-gloss in a pan-seared, excuse me, mushroom demi-gloss. He also does a pan-seared salmon with charred broccolini. And I'll tell you something else that is so stinking good on their menu. A tomato soup, and they have little grilled cheese bites. And it is the best tomato soup I've ever had. And the grilled cheese bites are great, too. So this isn't just standard bar food. It's a great dining experience. And while you're waiting, they have 23 pinball machines, Pac-Man, Golden Tea, all your favorite old-time arcade games. You need to go to Westminster, get to Windfall Brewing Company. You can make it a day or a night with the guys, the family. What a great place to go. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by Colorado Off-Road in Littleton. If you need major accessory brands or something off-market for your truck, car, Jeep, or SUV, they've got it. Upfit today at Colorado Off-Road or go to cooffroad.com. Okay, Joe Ellis said at the owner's meeting today, uh, the fire damage in Empower Field, he's not sure it's going to be repaired by the home opener. I think there are like 12 suites that got damaged, a whole bunch of seats as well. How concerned are you about this? You know, with um, supply chains breaking down, I don't know if they'll get the parts they need. I don't know if it's going to be repaired in time. And according to Joe, it probably isn't. Yeah, and that's a few suites, and uh, it's it's a, it's a couple hundred seats on the club level. So in, a, in, in an environment where every seat is going to be treasured and in demand uh, with, with Russell Wilson coming in, I mean, you may have uh, you, you may have some people with some issues right now on the club level. All right, General I, seating bowl appears to be fine. Right. Uh, just for fun, let's role play. Uh, you're going to be the new owner of the Broncos, and I am going to be a member of the Broncos organization that has been retained. You start the conversation. Uh, hey, thanks for coming in. Um, just want to let you know we've we've reviewed your position. Mm-hmm. We have uh, reviewed your work, and uh, we'd like you to to continue working for the Denver Broncos. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate that, and I have something for you. It's a bill from the fire damage that destroyed part of Empower Field. I'm going to leave your office right now. Oh, gosh. That's how it's going to start. Here's a bill. Yeah. Here's a bill. They have insurance. They have insurance. I understand. I'm sure the the insurance company is the one that's going to pay for this. You think think the insurance is going to go up? Or that's probably not going to happen. It shouldn't. I mean. Of course it is. Yeah, but it will. Of course the of course the insurance bill is going to go up. When you get into when you get into a car accident, does your uh, insurance stay the same? No, but then again, I mean, it depends. Like what? It depends what the cause was. I mean, if it's the one thing that that Joe Ellis did say today specifically is that they know it wasn't arson. Right, but at the end of the day, no. the insurance company is going to have a big bill, and they're just not going to eat the whole thing by themselves. They will yeah. charge the Broncos to pay off that premium of what they had to pay. Yeah. Right. So here's the here's the new insurance hike. How's that? Yeah. All right. With that, that you know, but but that's still cheaper than 
than having to pay for it yourself. And oh, by the way, Mr. New Owner, uh, you're not going to have a capacity stadium, even with Russell Wilson, so you're going to be losing money there. Have a nice day. With that, Joe Ellis talked about the future of Broncos ownership and said having a new owner by the start of the regular season remains a, quote, realistic timetable. And no matter who the new owner is going to be right now, there are a lot of possibilities on the table. There's no preference there. Um, There's uh, some encouragement to have minority ownership involved. Uh, We've got a resolution that passed here at the league this morning. Uh, signifying that, designating that as something that the league hopes to see. It's not a requirement. You've got to understand it's not a requirement. But uh, as such, I think, uh, you know, you'll see some groups step forward. As long as there's one owner that can, that can carry the 30% requirement uh, and has a good group together that's financially viable, has their financing package, agree- uh, financing package in place, and has a partnership agreement in place with whoever the 30% owner is, uh, you know, I, I think you'll see that as uh, that, that could be a possibility of, of, of who the next owner is. It could also be the possibility that it's 100% one person. That exists as well. Okay, so we've talked about this. The trust has a fiduciary responsibility to take the highest bid because, after all, this is going to auction. But, you know, even though the NFL has to approve the bid, uh, what if Kanye West says? I can afford to buy the team, and we t- we talked about this weeks ago. And Antonio Brown is probably going to be coming with Kanye West. You think the NFL is going to approve the sale of the team to Kanye West, knowing the trust is going to have to leave money on the table? No, they won't. Not if Antonio Brown's involved. I don't think the league would approve that even though the league wants minority ownership and made that clear passing a resolution. So today. what are they going to do? What are you, you, the trust says you have to take the highest bid. But that doesn't mean the league has to accept it. It's all it's all contingent. And that's that's where kind of the, uh, the fail-safe on this, if the highest bid is 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 one that maybe where they were, let's say it's a, it's a, it's some kind of petro billionaire from, you know, from, from Dubai or something. And the league then could, the league then could say, well, we don't, we, we don't approve this. And then, and that's the, and, and that, and that can mean, okay, well then the process has to start over again. Well, you know what? Maybe in the now, light- all, everything, it's highest bid content contingent upon league approval yeah and that's what i'm wondering what the language says the trust has to take the highest bid that the league approves right or is it the lead the the um the trust has to accept the highest bid period i cannot imagine that joe ellis would put together a contract knowing his ties to the nfl office in new york and with roger goodell where he would put himself in a position, even though his side is the trust, to put himself in legal jeopardy and make the league look bad. Right, and I think part, uh, but but the thing the thing is, every NFL team sale is contingent upon league approval. That is that that is not that's not something that's unique to the Broncos. So I and so I I do I do imagine that, not knowing the exact legalese, that they would have to take the highest offer in terms of saying, okay, there's a sale agreement, 
but then it would have to go through the process of going to the league and being accepted or rejected. Well, the question the, yeah. the question is if jo- if Joe Ellis let's say he's got somebody in mind but or not somebody in mind but let's say he sees that the, the bid the bids come in and it's clear that the highest bid's going to come uh, from an unconventional spot and then he pro- he has enough connections and back channels to find out okay is this particular owner going to be approved or not and then his what he could do is say Look, I know you have the highest offer, but based on my own out reaching out around the league, this is not going to be approved. Do you want to go through this publicly or do you want to simply withdraw from the process? By the way, uh, the Nuggets are playing right now, mm-hmm. uh, playing against the Charlotte Hornets. Danny, you mentioned that in the, uh, in the previous hour. Aaron Gordon is already off to 15 points in the first six minutes of the game. I believe it's oh, wow. 17, yeah. Oh, it, well, it just went to 17. My bad. Thank you. It's now 17 points. When we come back, you think it'll be 20? What's the over-under on 19 when we come back? You taking that, Mace? I'll, yeah. take, the, uh, I'll take the under. I'm, I'm going to go that he has 17 by the time we come back. All right, what do we have coming up on Just In Case You Missed? St. Peter's Cinderella run has come to a close. What does that mean for the folks within the program for next year? And also, it's been announced where the 2024 NFL Draft will be held. We'll talk about that on the other side as well, right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports. Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us at milehighsports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, not retail, but wholesale for your next project, deck, fence, anything like that, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, Will Smith has made a public apology on Instagram to Chris Rock. This is what he wrote. Violence in all forms is poisonous and destructive. My behavior last night at the Academy Awards was unacceptable and inexcusable. Jokes at my expense are part of the job. But a joke about Jada's medical condition was too much for me to bear, and I reacted emotionally. I would like to publicly apologize to you, Chris. I was out of line, and I was wrong. I'm embarrassed, and my actions were not indicative of the man I want to be. There is no place for violence in a world of love and kindness. I am a work in progress. Sincerely, Will. Okay. I'm not surprised he would do that. That. No, the, the 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 optics of it would be awful if he didn't do something. My question is, did he call Chris Rock? That's what he should have done before he sent out anything on Instagram. It's kind of like breaking up with somebody by text. Right? Yeah. Do it in yeah. person. Do, do it yeah. on the phone. Do something where, where there's some human touch, metaphorically speaking. 
I mean, better a letter than nothing at all. Better, better letter, better letter, or excuse me, better, better to talk to him than do anything. You need to call him personally. Ideally, well, maybe he did. I mean, no, no, I'm hoping he did. Yeah, I'm hoping he did. But if he put this out on Instagram, but didn't call him has no meaning. If I'm Chris Rock, yes, he's playing the public relations game and apologizing. And that's all great. But you know what? Mm -hmm. You were man enough to go up and slap another man in front of the world. Be man enough to apologize to that man personally. And people, and, and maybe he, and he probably did. Maybe he did. I, don't I know. hope I mean, he did. I hope yeah, he did. Right. I, I just, I honestly, I just don't, I don't care about it. Yeah. All right. With that time now yeah. for the final word, the final word. Presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Just in case you missed it. Yesterday, the Avalanche lost in overtime to the Wild 3-2. Despite outshooting Minnesota, 42 shots to 29. We had a listener text in and they were curious what you thought of a couple of the calls in that game, especially the late call on Eric Johnson. He got two minutes for cross-checking with 30 seconds left in the game so that rolled over into overtime and the Avs were shorthanded at the start of overtime and lost very quickly in overtime to the Wild and uh, this listener was also curious what you guys think of the Wild as a potential playoff matchup considering there were some some blows last night as well not just between Will Smith and Chris Rock but the Avalanche were throwing punches against the Wild as well the Wild are not a good a team that likes to muck it up and grind it out. It's not a good matchup for a team that likes to fly up and down the ice. Their whole goal is to slow you down, take you out of your pace of play. They are not loaded with superstars. They are not loaded with skill position players. So what they do is they try and, you know, chip, 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 chip away and get you frustrated to take you out of your game so it becomes a low-scoring game and then you get one of those standing in front of the net goals that happens to be a tip-in for a winner. You don't want to yeah. you don't want to play a team, you don't want to play a team that plays a more physical style than you. And the Avs, if we're being completely honest, is over the last however many years the more physical now. But but they've been pushed around by teams that were more physical than like I don't know last year with Vegas. Yeah, and oh by the way, where is Vegas's goalie now? It's Mark Andre Fleury, right? right? And he's with the Minnesota Wild. For between the way the Wild play, the history between them yep. and the postseason, and then Fleury and Net in the West, this is the matchup this year. The Avs do not want to. Period. Right. Just in case you missed it, St. Peter's Cinderella run in the NCAA tournament has come to an end uh, yesterday after they became the first 15 seed to reach the Elite Eight in the history of the tournament. Peacock's head coach, Shaheen Holloway, has not addressed rumors in the college basketball world that he will be heading to his alma mater, Seton Hall, to be the head coach next season. It is an opening. He went there, played there. So connecting the dots, a lot of people in the basketball community believe Holloway will be there in Seton Hall next season. Does a storybook run in the tournament like 
the one that just ended for St. Peter's, make Holloway's departure or the transfer of key players more or less likely? I th- uh, more, more, just because uh, you had these players that did well against high-level competition. If, if, if some of their star- starters go into the transfer portal here, they're gonna fi- they're gonna find power five schools plus big east schools that want that want them pretty pretty easily. I mean that they just they just spent the last two weeks just having the greatest advertisement for their skills that they can possibly have, and and everyone around everyone around the country who thinks they can use the transfer portal to get immediate results took notice. I mean shoot, I mean. North Carolina's got uh, has a lineup that they're going to lose guys to the NBA. They're going to lose, uh, a, you know, a, a senior star, a senior starter. Uh, North Carolina might be looking at some of those St. Peter's guys after playing them yesterday. In any other year, I would have been cheering for St. Peter's to have a 15 seat. Nothing to do with your North Carolina Tar Heels. It's just mm-hmm. a great story, but not this year. Not this year, because I think Duke- we got the better story. Yeah. Without question, it's the better story. And it's Krzyzewski's final season. And that's what we're going to be talking about. And it's great. It's it's great for college basketball that you have these two Titans going head-to-head in the national semifinal. It's the only thing that that will keep it from being the highest-rated semifinal in a long, long time is that uh, this is TBS's turn in the rotation. It's not on CBS. It's only going to be on TBS on cable. With that being said, TBS might be looking at the largest audience for for anything that they've ever had. Yeah, and now, and now they're going to be able to run promos so people can watch reruns of The Big Bang Theory. What else, what else did they have on TBS? I mean, I have they, no don't idea. They have a, that's my point. Yeah, the, they don't have Conan O'Brien anymore, right? Right. That's my point. Yeah. What, what are you promoting? Reruns? Uh, don't they have uh, baseball games on Sundays? I mean, that's uh, who watches those. I, mean, I believe I believe Sundays are are kind of for the NFL. No, uh, in, not in uh, April, May, June, July. Oh, well, people will yeah, be outside. They, yeah, um, they don't have a lot to promote. It's a shame. C- CBS has more to promote. It's great for TBS. Don't get me wrong. TBS yeah. usually runs promos for the TNT shows as well. Right. Ah, They've got a lot of good shows drama. on TNT. They do. Yep. They know drama. Yep. Wow, well done. <laughs> the 2024, just in case you missed it, bum, the 2024 bum. NFL Draft will be held in Detroit. Uh, so Detroit getting a lot of love from the NFL this year with hard knocks and then the draft coming up in a couple years. Would you like to see the NFL Draft come to Denver in the not-so-distant future? And would you attend? Sure. I'm sure uh, if we're still in uh, Denver media, then we'll be there on hand if that happens. Uh, be, I think it'd be a great event for the city. Look, Denver's probably not getting a Super Bowl ever. This is this is what they're getting, unless they build a stadium with a retractable roof. The NFL draft is the biggest NFL event that Denver could get, so go for it. Right. It'd be great if they got it. Yeah. Or maybe they could just build a new stadium because of that fire. Maybe it would have been better if the stadium burned down because new stadiums tend to get Super Bowls. Was someone True. trying to burn it down and failed? I don't know. No, they, they, the one thing they've ruled out is arson, according according to Joe Ellis today. That's the one. That's the one thing they did. They know. They know it was not intentional. All right. So I believe it. That's going to do it for us, Alex, Danny. Great job today. Uh, where are you going for dinner tonight, Mason, Florida? 
it's the uh, league. It's the it's the league reception for everybody, media, owners, coaches, everyone. So I'm head back over to the the breakers right now to go get some finger foods uh, for dinner. What time did it start? Are you missing it already? Did, did probably... Yeah, it was a, it was it started an hour ago, but it goes until like eleven o'clock. So oh, I'm wow. well, t- t- tell all the owners I say hello. We'll do. I'm sure they'll be happy to hear from you. Hey.